What's up, Woods Edge students, and welcome back to the WESM podcast, where this past Sunday, we kicked off our brand new sermon series called To the Ends of the Earth, All About Missions. Make sure you guys follow us on iTunes, podcast, Apple podcast, Spotify, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, and please enjoy. Missions week one. I'm here with Justin and Jack. Justin, would you please summarize your sermon from Sunday? Yes. So we talked about in the book of Acts, really the the verse that we highlighted was Acts 1.8. And it says, this is Jesus talking, and this is right whenever he's leaving his disciples. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So he's leaving, and he tells his disciples, I'm going, but I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit, and he's going to give you power to be my witnesses, to, to tell people what you've seen and what you've heard from me in all of these places. And we talked about how... The circle really starts in Jerusalem, which is their city, a place that they're really intimate with. They know super well streets that they walk on every single day. And then it's almost like these circles go out. And so they go Jerusalem, then Judea, which is kind of their region or maybe their state. And then you have Samaria, which is a a farther away land that they didn't really want to travel through. It was this unknown place they didn't really like. And then to the ends of the earth, which is a lot of places where they didn't even really know about yet. And so how we have almost two things. There's the physical distance that we have with people. So that might be people that are in your city and then people that are in your state and then people that are in America and then maybe to the ends of the earth. So you have these physical regions that we're going to walk through in this series. But then you also have these figurative regions where these almost like intimacy levels that you have with people. And so going from your really close friends and your family to people that you might not know super well, but you're in class with, or you go to school with, or you work with them and they're in a different department. So you don't know them super well. Then going all the way to, they're just acquaintances. There may be someone you ran into before, but you don't really know them all the way to people that are totally culturally different from you. I'm a Christian and this person's Jewish or they're Muslim or they live in a different area of town, but we, we end up rubbing shoulders, but we're just completely different. We really don't know each other at all. And so There's these two different literal and figurative ways that we can interpret us being Jesus's witnesses. And so this week we talked about Jerusalem, which figuratively would be the idea of your close family and your really close friends. And if we're talking literal, it's looking at places like your neighborhood, your school, your sports teams, people that you rub shoulders with every single day and that you you physically come in contact with once a week, twice a week, maybe even every single day. And so I finished up the message and really talked about, I think the biggest reason why we don't share the gospel with people that we know are far from God, that we know really, really well, I think something that really holds us back from sharing the gospel to them is they know us really, really well. Mm-hmm. And so where... It might be easier for me to share the gospel with someone who hasn't been affected by my sin and my scumbagginess, (laughs) Um, but that's a real word. I'm coining it. It's going to be in the dictionary this year. So, but like, it's hard to share the gospel with people 
who really, really know you. Because a lot of times we can think they know how messed up I am. Like they know they they were so hurt by certain things that I've done and how I've lived my life and things that I've said that it's hard to be like, yeah, now I follow Jesus and you should follow Jesus too. <laughs> like they really know who you are. And so I think that actually though is the biggest reason why we should share the gospel. Jesus didn't come to make us perfect. He came because we're not perfect and we will never be perfect. And so we can still tell people you can find hope and you can find peace and you can find purpose even when you don't have it all together. That's the beautiful thing about Jesus. That's actually the difference between Christianity and every other religion out there. And so I don't know if either of you guys has a story of how maybe you thought your past would affect sharing the gospel with someone and you've been able to do that or anything along those lines that would help illustrate this a little better. I'll take that one. Um, so my, my story would be along, along the lines of sharing my faith with someone who knew me intimately. Um, I, I had shared my faith with, uh, one of my brothers who doesn't live in state. Um, and he knew me whenever I was at like my lowest of lows. He knew me whenever I was um, addicted to drugs. He knew me whenever uh, I flat out just would curse the name of Jesus and um, anything to do with Christians whatsoever. Um, and I got the opportunity to like share my story back to that faith, um, to share my faith with him because he isn't a Christian. Um, and I don't know, I think the fact that we are so broken and messed up, I think it adds a lot to the fact that we're sharing. Like it gives people the realization of like, oh, I know that this person is telling the truth because I know that I know how messed up they are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and they still found that freedom and that peace in that. Um, and it, I mean, it, I was nervous at first whenever I was talking to him about it. I remember standing outside of my mom's front door talking with him about mm -hmm. it. And it was a fantastic conversation. Um, I didn't like, I didn't lead him to Jesus. Like he, he didn't like confess faith or anything at that point, but it was a fantastic opening conversation with him. Um, I for sure like felt the Holy Spirit when I was talking to him. It was a, it was one of those like the tingles. Got, what do you call the tingles? It? I got the spirit the tingles. tingles. Come on, man. Tingles. The Come on, spirit man. tingles. Yeah, um, it is spirit tingles. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. That's really but, like it's pretty we accurate. all know the feeling. Yeah. That's accurate. It's accurate. Um, it, it was kind of like a surreal moment, but like it opened up that door to now I can just kind of talk about it with him, which I haven't even talked to him in a long time. I get to see him this Christmas though, which is super cool. That's nice. cool. Um, so I look forward to talking to him then, but, um, he, I think the fact that I, he knew me when I screwed up helped him, uh, accept what I was saying a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As an extension of that, I mean, I was in youth group, like what, three, four years ago, something like that. So pretty recently, I remember when someone would even just show up at youth group and you knew like the way that they acted outside of the church, they were just, 
naturally like looked down upon because it's like, well, why are they here? Like they're acting like that, like, you know, but it's like, yeah. that's the opposite of the mindset that you should have. Like, oh, like, cool. That person showed yeah, up. Like, like, yeah. Like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Like, even though they're struggling with these things and they may find their identity and joy in those things, I mean, they're, they're trying to discover like a different way of living. And what's mm-hmm. powerful about sharing with someone that you're intimate with is you can like the, the honest, like almost like telling them, Hey man, like I know we've both tried to satisfy our lives on this thing. Mm-hmm. And I think we can both agree that it leaves us empty every single time. And so we have to go back to it over and over and over again. But let me tell you about this guy named Jesus who fulfills that hole that I have, mm-hmm. that, that eternal hole that we have to keep going to things over and over again, but he ultimately fulfills us. What do you guys think is the line? That's probably a bad way to put it. But a couple weeks ago, you were walking through Ephesians mm-hmm. and talking about how we we are called to live in some state of holiness. Mm-hmm. Like if we're claiming that we're following Jesus and we're pursuing Jesus, we're Christians, mm-hmm. that we're supposed to pursue holiness. I mean, that's, that's what the Bible tells us. Yep. However, we're not ever going to be perfect, and so we don't want that to hold us back from sharing the gospel. What do you guys, what are your thoughts on some of that? I mean, I think think you just need to be honest. Like if you screw up, you need, I think that like sharing that fault helps share the story of redemption. Mm -hmm. So I don't like, I I don't know if I understand the whole line thing. Like, is there a line? Well, here's (laughs) the thing. So when you start to, follow Jesus, that means you are agreeing with his teachings and the rules that we see in the Bible. You are agreeing with that. We also know that as a human being, we are never going to be perfect, but there needs to be um, an honest level of effort to change how you're living, Yeah, right? Like we need to, we are called to represent the love that God has for us well, right? Yeah. And so- just by doing that, you can help show people the gospel, right? Yeah. By mm-hmm. turning away from what you used to go through every single day. Um, and that's not an instant process. Yeah. You do not um, start following Jesus and stop feeling addicted to alcohol or whatever is yeah. going on in your life. Mm-hmm. But like you said, once you become a Christian, you're following Jesus, it, it helps to admit where you are struggling. With a, with a group of people who are at all different levels than you, right? Like maybe someone is has been a Christian for ten years and they're doing really well in their lot, and there's someone that's there that, that's been a Christian for two years, um, and so just getting like those healthy experiences of okay, man, like we get that, like we'll be praying for you. This is what the Bible says, and we encourage you to turn to Jesus next time as opposed to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the heart behind, I guess, your intentions, like if you're not living like an active rebellion mm-hmm. and being like. I have Jesus, so I'm going to go to heaven. So, like, I don't really need to do anything else. Mm-hmm. You don't, don't really learn grace. much from that. Yeah, yeah. But I agree. I think I think it definitely comes down to an attitude of the heart of mm-hmm. saying, 
do I dislike these things because I know that they're not God's best for me? And so even though I might fall into certain sins, I'm going to keep pursuing Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think that's one thing. And then you're you're continuing to tell people about Jesus. You're continuing to share Jesus. I think it's a different thing when you're... I think it makes it a lot harder to live on mission and to be able to share the gospel with credibility mm-hmm. when you are essentially proud of your sin. You're, you're sinning. You don't feel bad about it. You want to keep sinning. It's not even, and honestly, even like if you're hiding your sin, a lot of times you're hiding it because you feel bad about it. Mm -hmm. But like when you get to a point where you're not even hiding it, you're proud of that you're partying, you're proud that you're sleeping with your girlfriend, Mm -hmm. you're, you're proud that you're lying and stealing and cheating on tests. and, And that's the life that you're living. It makes it a little bit harder to share the God. I would say that that, that, God's grace is sufficient for mm-hmm. that, even yeah. if that's your heart. Yep. I would say that you know you're you're possibly still a Christian. I would I would say you need to check your own heart on that. But mm-hmm. I could say you you might still be a Christian, but it's going to be a lot harder to live on mission and share the gospel with people in a credible way when you don't even really have a desire to follow Jesus. Your desire is definitely more to sin. And you're enjoying your sin so much that you're you're proud and really don't want to change. I think that's that's why I asked the question because mm-hmm. I think there is a line there of we're talking about living on mission with the people that are close to you, and sometimes it's hard when they really know what's going on with you. I think it's different if they know what's going on with you and they know you want to change and you're pursuing Jesus mm-hmm. to find that change versus I really just don't care. I just hope that Jesus saves me and sends me to heaven, and I'm yeah. just going to keep doing yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. I was trying to find a quote, um, and it's kind of along the lines of like mi- living missionally, who you surround yourself with, and like being honest about stuff. Um, but it's talk. It talks about the three types of people that you need to have in your life, and. One is like somebody smarter than you or further up than you. That's more why mature. I hang out with you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, somebody like further into the faith than you are, mm-hmm. someone at the same level, and someone who doesn't care. And so the people who don't care, those people that you're mm-hmm. continually working with, the person who is at the same level of you, maybe it's uh, an accountability partner, mm-hmm. somebody that you like just walk through life with, and then somebody who's discipling smarter, you. Yeah, somebody yeah. discipling you. Like mm-hmm. somebody who, farther who's along the road pouring you. into you and. Yeah, further down the road. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. All right. Any uh, last thoughts? That was from mine. either of you. That was your last thought. That was my last thought. <laughs> nice. Congrats. No, I just think it's it's important to not let our fears and our insecurities and our past hold us back from sharing the gospel. God honestly uses our weaknesses more than we think he does or can. And so that shouldn't be something that holds us back yeah. from sharing with people. I can speak to that directly. There have been a number of times where I've been able to directly relate all of my like screw-ups in the past to help people in the present. Oh yeah. So, me too. Don't let it hold you back. 100%. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the WESM podcast. <laughs> Next week is Missions Week two. And oh. Joe Hutchinson is going to be bringing the word. Do, yes. do, do, Joe. A new face for you guys and a new yeah. voice. Y'all are going to love it. It's going to be awesome. Love you guys. Bye. Love you. Jack, I love you. Uh.
I love you, Jack. I love you, boy. We need to be playing smooth jazz. <laughs> what did we just do? It's like a harmony, and then Jack was just like, <laughs> and then Jack goes, <laughs> like Jabba the Hutt dying. Jabba, Jabba, Jabba.